Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, our next guest is one of my favorite guests for two reasons. Number one, he's one of my favorite people. And number two, he's a dual guest. I'm going to talk both pucks and sticks and horses and picks with my next guest. Uh, he is a former NHL player, coach, color analyst for TNT on the NHL and handicapper and analyst for thoroughbred horse racing on NBC, Mr. Ed Olchick. What do you know, Edzo? <laughs> Jody Mack, nice to be with you. I hope you're doing well. I am glad to know you are doing well as well. Uh, we'll start on the ice, and then I'll take you out to the track uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, NHL trade done. Well, first things first. I had you on either right before the season started or just after yeah. it got started very early in the season, and you and I both put out our expectations. Yours much more learned than mine. We're now <laughs> 10 days or so away from the end of the season. Uh, we've got some pretty good grasp on who's going to be in the playoffs. Um, but judging the regular season, what surprised you? What was different than you thought it was going to be? And do you think it can carry over to the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there, Jody Mack. But first off, it's great to be with you again. The Eastern Conference, I mean, has been pretty much set for what? Three months, really? I mean, I, I thought I thought that the top eight. I thought it would, you know, the top eight teams have been in this, you know, position, and they're gonna. They've been moving around here for the last three months, but they really haven't had any push from teams at nine, ten, eleven. You know, Detroit was playing really well for a long period of time, but just you know, the, the season and you know the lack of depth really kind of caught up with them. Columbus has had so many injuries, and, and you know, and they had some COVID early in the year, so. They've really not been able to to kind of push those eight teams there, and they've kind of all been pretty comfortable here. Um, but I, I think, you know, overall, you could make a case, especially in the Eastern Conference, like we, we know what health is and, you know, in, in, in the world of COVID, and it certainly looks like, and in, in knock on wood, and, you know, it looks like we're on the back end of this thing as, as far as when it, as far as it's affecting, you know, sports and in particular hockey. But I can make a case right now for five teams in the in the Eastern Conference, and that's the one thing that's kind of stood stood out to me is that we're going to lose a couple of really good teams really early in the Eastern Conference just because of divisional play, matchups, wild card, who's going to you know who's going to take on who. So I think in the Eastern Conference, that's the thing that's probably stood out to me more than anything else is that uh, the east is uh, the east is pretty salty and uh, we're going to have a couple of really good teams lose out relatively early but hey that's playoff hockey exactly that's what playoff hockey is all about and it starts from uh, moment 1 if that's the way it plays in the east two different schools of thought some people think all right, if you're playing up on your skates, round number one, you never lose that playoff edge. 
That's a good thing. That's what you want. You don't want any comfort going in. Some people go, oh, no, no, I'll take a nice, easy round to start things, and then I'll be able to turn it up when when necessary. You were both a player and a coach. Which did you prefer? Well, I mean, look, you you, you got to play who's ever in front of you, and, and you want to be playing your best hockey more so than you know worrying about you know who, who you're going to play or if it's a divisional rival. I mean, look, we could see, you know, we could see, uh, you know, Florida Tampa in round one of the playoffs. I mean, that, that would just be unbelievable because last year you can argue Jody Mac last year was as good as the playoff series we've seen in a long, long, long time between Tampa and Florida. So. Um, you know, whatever the hand is dealt, you got to play it, and you want to be playing your your best hockey. Now we all know what ifs are, but if we were starting the playoffs tomorrow, I would say the one team you probably would would look at and go, "Wow, that would be a hell of a tough draw." Would be the Boston Bruins, who kind of were meandering there for a long stretch there, and, and again they had COVID issues. Their schedule, you know, they got a really they've had a really brutal schedule, and they're going to have a brutal schedule down the stretch, but. You know, they're a team that's, like, if the playoffs were tomorrow, I'd look at the Boston Bruins and go, wow, like, this is a team that could really seriously make a run. Once Tuka Rask left, which is interesting for people that may not know Jody Mack, is that Tuka Rask, uh, former Bruins goaltender, decided not to start the regular season. So the Bruins pretty much went with uh, with Swayman and Allmark as their goaltenders. And then Tuka Rask, you know, the Bruins were getting okay goaltending, not great, but all of a sudden he strapped the pads on. He was going to go down to the minors and play, and then he didn't do that because of COVID, and then he just came right into the NHL and kind of jumped back into it. And he played well his first game, and then after that it was really difficult. Once he decided to retire, Jeremy Swayman, the number one goaltender for the Boston Bruins, has taken his game to another level. And, and Linus Allmark, the former Buffalo Sabre goaltender, has is, is filled in very well when Freeman has had the night off. So I think they've got a lot of things in order. They pick up Hampus Lindholm from the Anaheim Ducks at the trade deadline. Uh, Donnie Sweeney, the terrific GM there, makes a great move and then signs him through an eight-year extension. So I would say long-winded, you know, if if were the playoffs were tomorrow, uh, the Boston Bruins might be maybe the mo- most dangerous team of anybody. But you got to play who's on your schedule, and uh, and we'll see what happens in the first week of May. I love it. When you jump into my next question for me, that was the one specific team question I had. Uh, Swayman <laughs> has seemed to be the number one guy, but Olmark has played just as many games as he had. And you did. Yeah. You had the whole Tuka Rask thing. Is it a given Swayman's number one? Are they going to try yeah, and alternate? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. Look at I mean, Bruce Cassidy is a tremendous coach and, and has really done an amazing job there in, in Boston. He's not going to be afraid to go to Allmark if, if he has to. But look, I mean, I, me, just again, watching and, and seeing the Bruins play in person, uh, I don't think there's any doubt it's, it's Swayman's net to lose. Uh, but as we've seen in the past, uh, you know, we've seen a couple of goaltenders at different times in playoffs, and it's, it's worked out, uh, you know, it's worked out very well for, for, for set teams. But uh, to me, Swayman is the number one in Boston. You mentioned the big addition of uh, Lindholm to the Boston defense. I was probably the biggest trade at the trade deadline. Claude Giroux going to Florida. Yeah. Interesting because, yeah. you know, very I'm a big. Philly guy, yeah, and the Flyer fans all complained they didn't get enough for him, but he had a no-movement clause in his right. contract so he could kind of dictate things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Florida is still the top team in the East. How much does Giroux add to them? 
Yeah, that, that, that's a great point by you, is that he pretty much painted the Flyers into a corner. You know, a couple of months ago, it was a couple of teams. It was Colorado. Yeah, I'd be interested. Rangers were very much interested. Yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden, the last couple of weeks, it's pretty much like I'm only going if I go to Florida. So it really put Chuck Fletcher, the general manager, in a tough spot. And it put Bill Zito, the general manager in Florida, in a real garden spot. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, he's going to bring depth. He's going to bring experience. He played in the Stanley Cup final, obviously, it was a long time ago, 11 or 12 years ago. But he's been a proven player. He's a real competitor. He can play the wing. He can play center. He can take face-offs. Uh, but I think it was a tremendous pickup by the by the Florida Panthers, and uh, and they're they're not going to have a problem uh, creating and scoring goals. Their their problem is is can they defend enough? And uh, you know we'll see how that all plays out moving forward. And uh, but I that was uh, that was quite the ad for the uh, Florida Panthers, and and they won out because he wanted to go there, and and pretty much the Flyers had to make a deal, and and uh, and uh, and they certainly made a, a business decision there. And I'll check our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. Took a little hockey, and I will get to the ponies with Edzo in a second here. Um, Florida, Carolina, and Colorado have been the three best teams all year. Close in the east between Florida and Carolina. Colorado kind of put some space between themselves and everybody else in the west. All three of those teams have been dominant at home. How big is home ice advantage in the upcoming playoffs? Well, if we were talking 20 years ago, I would say it's just absolutely mighty. But it just seems where everybody's comfortable playing on the road. And look, at if it's game seven, I'd want to play at home. I, you know, that's probably the best way to put a Johnny Mack. But I think that any of these, any of the teams you mentioned can go out and win, you know, a game six or a game seven on the road if that would ended up being the case. So uh, it's important, but most importantly is playing your best hockey. Uh, you know, going into the playoffs, like we touched on with with the Bruins a little bit earlier, but those are those are teams that uh, you know get their matchups at home and have really you know been able to you know Florida and Colorado specifically. I mean, you know, they're scoring three, four goals a night at home. Carolina's kind of gone a little dry here. I thought Carolina. That, that's the one thing. I know we're kind of going off the road here, but I thought Carolina was the one team I thought maybe would do a little bit more. Give Rod Brendamore is a terrific coach with the Carolina Hurricanes. Give him a little bit more, you know, like give him another offensive guy. Get a, you might have to give up somebody you don't want to, or give up a first rounder. I mean, look at the doors open. You can't just keep saying, uh, "Well, next year, next year." I mean, look what the Rangers did, right? I mean, the Rangers have had an unbelievable season. They've overachieved without any doubt, and you knew they wanted to come coming into the season. And then what did he do with the deadline? I mean, he sent a message to those guys inside that locker room and said, "Hey, I'm going to get an experienced defenseman." And Justin Braun, I'm going to go get an experienced forward that can play with anybody. Uh, and Andrew Kopp, I like what the Rangers did. They've had a terrific season. They're getting, obviously, great goaltending from Igor Shesterkin. Uh So, for me, uh, I thought Carolina should have done a little bit more. But, you know, everybody's got a price. And obviously, it was a little bit too high for, for Carolina to pay. But Carolina could defend with anybody. That's the question that I would have come playoff time is, you know, can they, you know, can they finish? Those other two teams can in Florida and Colorado. Um, I'm not sure Carolina can uh, as much as those other teams, and, and we'll see how that all plays out. But as we know, defense wins. Uh, they can defend. they got a great defensive core back there, and, you know, they've got some solid goaltending in there in Freddie Anderson. But the question I would have on Carolina is can they score enough? 
It'll be very tough getting through the East Carolina, Florida, Boston. You just ran Tampa. Down the teams there. Tampa. And Tampa. Yeah. Ta- Tampa could be gotten in the first round. Eddie Oldrick just yeah. said that here. No, I think he almost said it, <laughs> but he didn't completely say it. Ed Oldrick here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right. I know you're probably watching some hockey this afternoon. Islanders, Bruins, or Lightning, Red Wings. But I know at some point you flipped over. Or, or Blackhawks, Golden Knights. How about that game today? Oh, my gosh. Three nothing lead for Chicago into the third period with about seventeen minutes left to go, and all of a sudden the Golden Knights found their offense, and the game and then it became just absolutely out of control, and they eventually win the game five to four in overtime. So yeah, a little hockey, a little puck, and a lot of ponies. Yes, I I that was not going to mention the Blackhawks because I didn't want to rub salt in the wounds with the way they lost that game today. Because I know you're still connected to the team. Well, did it? Did you at least cash any tickets on Epicenter into today's Louisiana Derby? Uh, I used them. I mean, he was chalky, so you know. I mean, I look. At, I was impressed with the way that he ran off the pace. Like I thought he needed to maybe be right up on the lead and. He followed the two horse there around the track. Zozo's, I think, is the name of the horse, yeah. and then he circled out and closed on the outside. Not many horses closed on the outside. I was very impressed with the way he ran. I, I thought that was a a very impressive race. Uh, looking forward to uh, the first Saturday of May in Kentucky. So, uh, very impressive. Very impressive. It surely was, as you just stated, because he had been horse winning on the front end. And that's been my big question as we start the true procession to the Kentucky Derby six weeks away from the first Saturday of May. Today was the first 100-point race. The next two weekends will be chock full with 100-point races all across the country. A whole bunch of the horses that have already won the uh, previous races seem to be horses that need to win on the front end. His ability to come off the pace today, not far off, he was stalking. He was close, but he didn't grab the lead until the top of the stretch, and then yeah. just pulled away and won. That's a pretty yeah. damn impressive win, if you ask me. And Steve asked me, Very tactical. He was tactical, and... Uh, in a year where Steve Asmussen becomes the all-time leading trainer uh, yeah. in the history of horse racing, is he going to have the Kentucky Derby favorite? Will Epicenter's win today put him at favorite status come for a Saturday of May? Uh, I mean, pretty impressive. Let's let's see let's see who's in the entry box come the first Saturday in May, and there's still a lot going on with the big races next weekend and the following weekend. And you, know, you got the Arkansas Derby and Santa Anita and Florida Derby. I mean, you got a boatload of derbies here. So I look at, I, I would just give your listeners one horse that I, that I am looking forward to run. Now he's uh, it, the name of the horse is Mo Donegal. who's trained by Todd Pletcher. He was running down in Florida and he, Shipped them back to New York, which I thought was an interesting move. But Pletcher's got a bunch of great three-year-olds, so he's probably trying to just spread them up, you know, spread them out or whatever. But Mo Donegal, I think, has the, you know, being tactical like we talk about epicenter today in the Louisiana Derby. I, I think that this horse, the Derby, I think, is made for Mo Donegal. So you know, again, I got some early Derby wagers on uh, Mo Donegal uh, north of 27, 28 to one. So nice. I'm sitting in a good spot if he qualifies, which he's going to need to, to, to win the wood, I believe to get into the Derby. But I think if you can be tactical, if you can be a horse relatively close or, you know, if nobody wants it, you can take it. That's where epicenter and some of these other horses that may or may not run in a Kentucky Derby, uh, but I think you're you're right. I think you're headed in the right direction, Jody Magnus. There's some horses that like to be forwardly placed, and maybe the faster they go, that means maybe the pace will collapse in the Derby, and then you'll have 
horses that can be tactical or just maybe make it a you know a three-eighths of a mile run there and, and try to hit the uh, the finish line first for the run for the roses well the two that i've been playing all winter and not only straight up but as an exacta are uh, running in the next two weeks one next week in the florida derby and then one in the bluegrass i've been a smile happy guy since his maiden win at keeneland way back uh-huh. last year as a two-year-old and he's uh, not disappointed. He didn't win in Florida, but uh, perfectly fine with a good second. And I think he's well positioned to make a major step up. And the other one is uh, uh, simplification. Yeah. Uh, also yeah. staying in Florida, who uh, to, uh, won his first race wire to wire. That's when I turned into him. But his two three-year-old races have both been off, off the, the pace, pace efforts. Yeah, right. Right, so that right. that's yeah. the reason why I'm sitting on those two. All right. I got to use Mo Donegal, too. Because they, All right. All right, we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> Edzo, always a pleasure, my friend. Great catching up. Glad to hear you're doing well. Catch you on TNT all the time. Thank you for popping on with me tonight, bud. Anytime. We'll talk to you during the playoffs. See you, Jody Mack. You got it. I will get Ed up during the playoffs. And as we get closer to that, our first Saturday in May, we really have to hone in our predictions for the Kentucky Derby. We still got two big weeks to go. Next week and the week after, you got the Florida Derby, the Arkansas Derby, the Jeff Ruby, that's on the off stuff. Yeah, some horse is going to come out of it and get a Kentucky Derby bid, but I don't think he's going to actually win the Kentucky Derby. But then the Wood, the Bluegrass, and the Santa Anita go right across the country from East Coast, stopping in Kentucky to the West Coast. That's probably the biggest day leading into the First Saturday of May. Jody Mack coming back. We can talk hockey. We can talk horses. Or we can talk hoops. Whatever you want to do, get on my phone lines. You got the number 855-212-4227. That'll get you on with the Mac Man here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 